Welcome to Harmony Christian Church Podcast. For more information about us, visit HarmonyChurchFamily.org. We've mentioned uh, many times about how interesting the days are that we are living in. We are living in uh, days that no one has ever seen before. And rather than be discouraged about what's going on, I would like for us to be excited about what's, not, not excited about what's going on, but be excited about being alive today. Because I think it's the greatest time in history to be alive. And the reason is, is because we have these unique challenges in front of us. We have things taking place today that uh, most of us would never could ever imagine. But what a tremendous time for the church to rise up and be the church, to be that shining light, a city on a hill. What a time for us to be the glorious church of Jesus Christ and to show a lost and dying world how to make it through all of this stuff that's going on. I think it's time that you and I individually, we begin to show those around us, show them how to live a victorious life. And how to live in joy and peace in the midst of sadness and turmoil. You know, Jesus, he was at perfect peace walking on the water during the storm. And really, that was an example of how he wants us to be. Walk in the supernatural, even in the midst of problems. In the midst of everything chaotic around us. Can you and I learn to walk by the Spirit, walk in His presence to such a level that the things of this world do not cling to us, they do not affect us, but we are ones who are victorious over this world. We rise above everything that is taking place. We don't walk at the same low level that the world walks. We walk at a higher level anointing and, and blessing because of who we are in Christ Jesus. Does that make sense? And so as we enter into this lesson, I really don't believe I can finish this today. We'll just see how it goes. Pastor Josh is back up next week and uh, I've already asked him if he would, if I don't get it finished, which I probably won't, if he could continue with that. And he said, yeah, he said, I'll have to do some studying on that. But, and then I'm going to be back the following week because they're going to be with the youth uh, on their retreat. And so we may have three weeks on this. I, do, I don't know how, how it's going to play out. But how important this topic is in the day we are living. Spiritual warfare. I saw this on Facebook this week. Maybe you, I don't look at Facebook very often, but I did see this. Maybe you saw this. It says, a fella asked me what a hoedown was. I told him it's like a shindig, but more like a hootenanny. I could tell he was still confused because his face was all cattywampus. And I think that same thing happens whenever you bring up, even to the church, spiritual warfare. Our faces kind of go all cattywampus. And it's like, okay, what is this all about? And some of you, I would say... A few of you really know how to walk in spiritual warfare. But sadly enough, I think it's something that the world has no clue about. And sadly to say, much of the church knows little about walking in spiritual warfare, or at least does a minimal job of walking 
in spiritual warfare. Because if we are going to be victorious in Christ Jesus, which we are, but it, it has to be played out in your life, we have to understand spiritual warfare. First um, John 5 and verse 4 and 5, it says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? You see, the world has its way of living. The church, the body of Christ, has a different way of living. His ways are higher than our ways, but we need to learn to walk in his ways so that we can walk at that higher level than what the world operates in. We don't operate the same as the world. We shouldn't be operating the same as what the world is operating. Because his ways are higher than our ways. He's our king, not the king of this world. Are you with me? So as we learn to walk by our king Jesus and his Holy Spirit, we walk in, a, in such a manner to where we are victorious over this world. And that's the way all of us should be living. You have... Every single person who has received Jesus Christ as your Lord, you have access to total victory. I don't always walk in total victory every single time. That's my fault, not his. It's our fault if we are not victorious over the world. Because he has made that accessible to each and every believer. What we have to do is learn how to walk in that. And spiritual warfare has a major role in being victorious over the wiles of the devil. And so as we learn to operate in these things that God has given us, then we are victorious. And it's by our faith. And it's not just faith in faith. You've heard me say this before if you've been around here very long. It's not faith in faith. It's faith in God. You have to, you have, to have that straight in your mind. I'm not just trying to build up my faith that, hey, I can, I can overcome this stuff, that I can do this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not that I can begin to have faith that I can overcome all this stuff in, within myself. So it's faith in God. It's faith in His process. It's faith in His Word. It's faith in His instruction. It's faith in His Son, Jesus Christ, and it's faith in the Holy Ghost that the Holy Ghost is going to move and do and have our being within us. Hallelujah. So whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Do you believe that you're an overcomer? Amen. Hallelujah. Ephesians 6, verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of this darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So as you read that, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. You know, you might be thinking, well, hey, you don't know who my wife is. You don't know who my, who my, who my husband is. Because we're wrestling against flesh and blood. Here's where the whole game changes. That is what all of us have a tendency to do. We wrestle against flesh and blood. But he's telling us as born again believers, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We recognize that it's beyond that. There's things beyond the, the flesh. There's things beyond what we see that's controlling. 
It's the unseen that controls the seen. And so we have to get into that realm and understand that we have a voice in that spiritual realm. As long as we are speaking the word of God, as long as we have on the armor of God, we have power in that spirit realm that manifests itself in the physical realm. So when you're having issues in your marriage, you take authority over that. Don't, don't just take authority over your spouse. Take authority over the spirit that's controlling that. There may be a spirit of anger. There may be a, a, a spirit of, of pornography. There could be a spirit, all, all kinds of different spirits that could be affecting your marriage. And we as believers, we enter into that spiritual realm and we begin to take authority over that in the name of Jesus Christ. Christ in us, the hope of glory. And so when we begin to enter into spiritual warfare, then we are not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Principalities are those different levels of demonic activity. Powers, the different powers that have been assigned to demons. We are wrestling against that, against the rulers of the darkness. You know that there's rulers that have been assigned over territories, over cities, over communities. We take authority over those powers and principalities and rulers of darkness against spiritual hosts of wickedness. There's all kinds of demonic activity that's happening in that other realm. And we have to be aware of that and we have to enter into that. It's not que sera, sera, whatever shall be, shall be for the believer. I hope you're with me. We can live that way. You can live, well, just whatever comes my way, we're going to deal with it. Just deal with it the best you can. You can live that way, but you're not going to live a victorious life living that way. And that's what God is intending for his sons and his daughters to do, is to enter into that realm so that we can be victorious in this realm. And, and why does he want that? It, it's so that he can be glorified. It's so that he can be lifted up. It's so that he can be manifested here upon the earth. And so you and I, we should have the desire to enter into the knowledge of spiritual warfare so that we can lift him up, glorify him, bring praise and honor to him, and see... Tremendous things happen here upon the earth because of Christ in us. Hallelujah. I thought of some alternative titles to just spiritual warfare. I come up with a spiritual warfare during chaotic times. We're living in chaotic times. Spiritual warfare in these end times. I hope you realize we're in the end times. Spiritual warfare because nothing else works. Nothing else works. You can wrestle, you know, with your spouse your entire life. It's, not, it's just never going to get better. We need to use the principles of the kingdom to make things better. Spiritual warfare, a must-have for the victorious believer. And then the strongest statement is this that I, I hope brings conviction rather than condemnation. And that's this. Spiritual warfare in a world that doesn't have a clue. 
And much of the church doesn't either. Much of the church does not really have a clue about spiritual warfare. I want us to be different. I want us to learn spiritual warfare. We've taught on this in years past, uh, down through the, the years that we've been here. Uh, we all just need to, excuse me, enter into spiritual warfare. Because, as I said, it's the invisible world that controls the visible world. It's the unseen that makes the seen take place. The visible and the physical are controlled by the invisible and the spiritual. Ephesians 6, 11, and we'll study this uh, probably next week. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. All these things that the devil brings into your mind, into your family, the lies that he tells, those are, those are all wiles of the devil. And I think it's very interesting that we're instructed to fight in a battle that's already been won. The battle has already been won. We are to fight a fight that the enemy cannot win unless we allow him to. Think about that for a moment. The devil cannot win in your life unless you allow him to. If you give him access, then he can have victory in your life. But as long as we don't allow that in that spirit realm, we understand spiritual warfare, and we battle against him, he cannot have victory in your life. 1 Timothy 6.12 Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, <clears throat> to which you were also called, and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Fight the good fight of faith. There are things that are coming against you that try to deter your faith, that try to knock down your faith, that try to water down your faith, that try to destroy your faith. There's things that come against you each and every day that try to cause your faith to be watered down. We fight against that. How do you fight against that? You stay in the Word. You stay in prayer. You stay in fellowship. You immerse yourself in the things of God. You listen to podcasts. You, you are talking about the things of God in your life. You, you, you don't just take this stuff for granted. And it's not just something that you just add on to all the other stuff you're doing. This is number one. Your relationship with God is number one. Your relationship with Jesus Christ is number one. Your relationship and the involvement of the Holy Spirit should be your utmost, most important thing in your life. I want to flow in the Holy Spirit each and every... What's he saying? What's he doing? What's he warning me about? What's he telling me about? What's he saying about the other person? What's he saying about me? I want to hear those things. Those who are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. Hallelujah. Walking by the Spirit. And part of that walking by the Spirit is understanding spiritual warfare and taking authority over the enemy. Because he's already been defeated. Satan is already defeated. But he's not been locked up yet. He's not been thrown into the lake of fire. So we still have to contend with him here, here upon the earth. But he's already defeated. There is nothing to be afraid of about Satan. He is not to be feared. He is a force, but he's only the force that we allow him to be a force in. Otherwise, 
when it comes to spiritual warfare, he has nothing over us in the name of Jesus Christ. I might have told you many years ago, Smith Wigglesworth, you know, he was, he was into uh, delivering people, seeing people healed. He was asleep one night and he woke up and he said he just felt this demonic presence and he looked down and there was Satan himself standing at the foot of his bed. And Smith said, oh, it's only you. And he rolled back over and went to sleep. <laughs> and that's the way we have to approach the devil. Sometimes we're afraid of him. We should, there's nothing to be afraid of as a believer whenever you are enveloped in the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Whenever you know who you are in Christ Jesus, there's absolutely nothing to fear when it comes to the wiles of the devil. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 2 Timothy 4, 7 says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And so many believers, I'm just concerned, so many believers have lived their life from the time that they received Christ Jesus until the grave. They lived their life just trying to get by the best they could and left out the move of the Spirit in their life, have left out spiritual warfare in their life. They, they really did not fight a good fight. They existed through life. They're going to go to heaven. They're going to make it in. But they could have been victorious living this life. Now you know if you're going to be victorious, that means you have some battles to fight. We're going to have battles. We're going to have things come against us. We're going to have things happen here in life. But don't just stand there and take it. Fight back. I fought the good fight. Hallelujah. I finished the race. I have kept the faith. 2 Timothy 1.12 For I know whom I have believed in. And am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. And I am just convinced. I know who I believe in. Do you know who you believe in? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, stand on it. Believe it. Stand up against the devil. Shake your fist in his face. And say, I am a child of the living God. I take authority over you in the name of Jesus. You cannot touch me. You cannot have authority. You don't have anything to say about this situation. Get out of here. That's taking authority. That's spiritual warfare. Hallelujah. Man, that's good, Ron. Okay. We are assured of victory if we simply engage. That's because of what Jesus did at Calvary and what God did at the tomb. Think about that. What Jesus did at Calvary and what God did at the tomb gives us total victory over the devil. Hallelujah. And here's another point. We're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory. Does that make sense? We're not fighting for victory. We don't have to fight to win. As I said before, the battle has already been won. The devil is defeated. He is going to be sent into the lake of fire. He will be locked up. But you and I have already won the battle through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1.3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. How can we argue against that? 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You and I have been so tremendously blessed, we don't grab hold of all the things that we have whenever we receive Christ. You and I need to be walking in all of these promises and all of these things that God has told us about in His Word. But you can't walk in it if you don't know it, and you can't walk in it if you don't believe it. But once you get to know this, see, you all now are responsible to walk in this because I've shed some light on it this morning. You have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And the heavenly is to be manifested here upon the earth. So let's begin to operate in this spirit, in all of these spiritual blessings that he has put upon us and live a victorious life. Ephesians 1 verse 20, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. All right, we see two times here, heavenly places. So it seems like there's a lot of stuff going on in the heavenly places. Maybe you and I need to get over into the heavenly places. And we begin to operate from the heavenly places to manifest things here in the earthly places. We get the spiritual to operate in the physical. Praise the Lord. Ephesians 2. Four through six, but God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. There's those heavenly places again. Aren't you so glad for God's grace? By grace you have been saved. You hear that a lot from Pastor Josh and myself. We don't work for our salvation. It's all been given to us. We are his beloved. You don't do anything to, to, to receive that. We have to receive it. But he gives it freely. He loves us. Unending love has been lavished upon us. And we don't have to do anything for that. But there are things that we do have to do. Once we become a believer, you know, Paul says, faith without works is dead. I don't work to get saved. I work because I am saved. And it's the same, same way with spiritual warfare. It's not just handed over to us. We have to enter in. We have to be engaged in the battle. He's inviting us to be engaged in the battle so that we can be part of the victory. He's just lavishing again. Grace and mercy upon us, even in spiritual warfare. Hey, if you'll take place in this, I've already won the battle. You just get involved a little bit with this thing, and you're going to be victorious because I am victorious. He's just letting us be a part of it. What a tremendous blessing. That's grace and mercy. But we need to be involved. Hallelujah. Ephesians 3.10. To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known... By the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Let me translate that for you here in just a moment. Let me read that again. To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Here's what that's saying. 
It's the church who needs to be notifying the devil and all of his demons about how it's really going to be. You see that? It's the church through God who is going to make known the principalities and the powers in the heavenly realm. Do you see that? You and I, as the, as the church, we are to be notifying the devil and all of his demons of how it's going to be. Instead of him telling us how it's going to be. That is us ruling and reigning because of Christ in us. Praise the Lord. Verse, or, uh, Ephesians 6 verse 12. We'll study this even further down the road as well. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So, ever since God created the angels, there's been this conflict, this battle going on down through the ages. Satan rebels against God. Satan takes a third of the angels. It's been light against darkness. It's been good versus evil. Righteousness versus unrighteousness. Holiness against unholiness. Purity versus impurities. The serpent and Eve. Cain and Abel. Jacob and Esau. Saul and David. David and Goliath. Samson and Delilah. Moses and Pharaoh. Elijah and the prophets of Baal. Elisha and the Syrians. The Jews versus everybody. <clears throat> Jesus, the light of the world and the life of the world versus death and darkness. And Jesus was victorious. Hallelujah. So the battle has raged through the ages. Back and forth and back and forth. A win. A battle. A win. A battle. It's been like that all down through the ages and finally come to the New Testament and God says, I'm going to go down there and settle this myself in person. And he sends Jesus Christ. And since the precious blood of Jesus has been shed, the devil no longer has victory over a believer if we'll stand up to it. Once again, the only time he can have victory is if we allow him to. That's what, that's this whole thing about spiritual warfare is for us to get involved. Take authority over the devil in your life, in your marriage, in your situation. Praise the Lord. The victory that God the Father and Jesus the Son had over Satan is our victory as well. But we must know how to stand against the evil one and keep him in the rightful position. Which, where is his rightful position? It's under our feet. That's what the Word says. And all of this is done in the spiritual realm, and that's what we call the spiritual warfare. In this spiritual battle that we are instructed to engage in, we must always remember... That God the, is the great creator. Satan cannot create anything except havoc. And he can only do that if we allow him to. He created havoc in the garden by deceiving Adam and Eve. Deception is his tool of choice in creating havoc. 
Satan creates havoc through deception and he deceives by lying. Lies like this. Promiscuous sex will make you happy. Drugs and alcohol will make you feel better. No one should ever treat you like that. You should get even. Make all the money you can. It'll make your life easier. If it feels good, do it. Nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. Guess I'll go eat worms. Those are all lies of the devil. How many of you are listening to the lies of the devil? Whenever those lies come to you, you'll never amount to anything. You'll never measure up. Why aren't you like your brother? Why aren't you like your sister? Whenever the devil comes with those accusations, he's the accuser of the brethren. When he comes to, to you in those situations, we cast, we cast him down. Devil, I am not listening to that. That's spiritual warfare. Devil, I am not listening to that. I am a child of the Most High God. I am his beloved. And I will be victorious. Have I made some mistakes? Yes, I have. I repent of those. But I thank God. Oh, I thank God you have made me more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Am I getting through to anybody here? We have to enter into this battle. This is so vitally important. So when the devil comes with his wiles, the wiles of the devil, we have to cast those things down and we have to be grounded in truth. <coughs> truth exists within the character of God. And wherever the truth of God is, is present, Satan is going to try to attack that. There was truth that God spoke to Adam and Eve. And what do you do? He come in. Did God really say? He attacks his truth. And you and I have to battle against those lies. He's going to lead us on the path. The devil's going to try to lead us on path of destruction rather than life, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. And that's what you and I are supposed to be walking in. Romans 14, 17, you and I are supposed to be walking in righteousness, joy, and peace of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. There is spiritual warfare right there. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. How many of you are tired of warring in the flesh? That boss that's hard to get along with. Maybe it is a spouse. Maybe it's a child. Maybe, who knows what the conflicts are here in this world? Don't you get tired of these conflicts? Well, don't you know we can begin to take authority over those things because we don't walk according to the flesh. We don't war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not physical, but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Strongholds are what the devil tries to put in our paths. The, the, the word for stronghold means a heavily fortified containment. And the devil comes along and he tries to put things in our path to cause us to begin to have bad habits. And then a bad habit that is not taken care of leads into a stronghold. Does that make sense? 
See, alcohol doesn't start with one or two drinks. That becomes a habit, and then it leads into a stronghold. It, really, it, it leads into an addiction. That's what a stronghold is, an addiction. And if we don't address those things from the spirit realm, it's always going to be a battle. We can do so much in the physical. We can do certain things to try to correct that behavior, but to, be, to break free of that has to take place in the spirit. And that's what I'm talking about here. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. We need to be in the spirit realm, taking those strongholds that have developed in our life and pull those things down. In the name of Jesus, I will not allow that to take place any longer. We speak to those things and we don't allow them to continue. Hallelujah. Verse 5 of that same uh, set of verses there. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Casting down arguments. Anybody argue with yourself? How, how, have you ever been in, into a, a clash with someone and then you rehearse that the next three days? You go over, I wish I'd have said that. And I can't believe that they said that. But if I'd only said this and you're back and forth... Cast down those arguments because you're doing no good. You're, you, you just wasted three days of your life on something that if you just cast that down, you bring every thought into captivity. I will not go there because all the devil wants to do is cause you to suffer even more than just having the argument. And so we cast those things down. Devil, I will not entertain those thoughts any longer. That's entering, into, that's entering into a relationship with God that's alive and well. I hope you're getting this. Verse 6, and be ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. How about if you and I begin to punish our disobedience instead of still wallowing in it? And still going on in disobedience because it's become a stronghold. In our, disobedience becomes a stronghold. No, we punish that thing. You are not having any part of my life any longer. You put that thing under the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to close here in a minute. You know what that usually means? When a pastor says he's going to close in a minute? Not much. <laughs> All right. In fact, I am going to close here because my next portion of Scripture is Ephesians chapter 6. And it's eight verses long. And uh, maybe Pastor Josh can dive into that next, next week because it has some very, very good instruction in the things of God and with spiritual warfare. This morning, I just want to lay the foundation on what spiritual warfare is all about. And for us to realize that this, this is not just a good suggestion for us to be people who know how to walk in spiritual warfare. This is a must. If we want to live a victorious life in Christ Jesus, if we want to overcome the wiles of the devil, if we want to see God glorified and the church lifted up, if we want to be that city on a hill, if we want to be that candle that is not blown out, we have to know how to 
deal with spiritual warfare. And we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Amen? You are victorious in Christ. Begin to... This is going to be in either next week or the week after. The, the Bible says, say to that mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. That's spiritual warfare. That's entering in and whatever mountain is in your life, you say to that mountain, you speak to that thing. You don't just say, oh man, I sure wish that mountain wasn't there. It sure going to be a difficult journey. No, you speak to those things that are in front of you. You speak to those things that are obstacles in your life. That's spiritual warfare. Hallelujah. Let's stand. Father, I thank you that this is an army. This is an army of believers. And we will take all the weaponry that you have given us. We will take everything that you have declared for us in the word of God. And we will put it to use. And we will be victorious because of of everything that Christ Jesus has done for us. We bless you. We give you the praise and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.